Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. So what were, yeah, so what were you thinking for the best man? Um, I don't know. I guess like I had thought Hogan because whenever I did that Wolverine picture, um, I forget someone commented that, you know, oh, that's Hogan laying in bed looking at Jack Tunney. And oh, I was like, yeah, did yeah. they have that close of a relationship? I have no idea. I mean, who really knows? Obviously, Hogan was the top guy throughout basically all of Tunney's duration right. on TV. And was he ever until, at odds, you know, with Tunney a lot? I mean, potentially, because what Tunney would do was he would, you know, all he would do is make matches, kind of give rulings. And I do remember there was one specific prior to WrestleMania 8 in 92. Oh, really? Where he was picking a number one contender for as was post-Royal Rumble. Uh, and it was like Hogan, Macho Man, and Sid Justice all like sitting at a press conference and he announced Macho Man, Randy Savage, and you see Hogan go, oh, what? Oh, oh. Like just <laughs> enraged that uh, he wasn't picked by Tunney. But uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jack was a, he was a hard-nosed guy. Yeah, he was a Tunney of fun. There we go. Brain Buster Boys, episode 67. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rant. Howdy. Hey, happy birthday, buddy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, May 25th, 2002. I was born May 25th, 1988. Uh, now a robust 34 years of age yes, joining yeah. me in the club. Yes, it's been a it's been a good one. You know, it's kind of started off low key, but obviously we're ramping it up this weekend. Attending the Forecastle Festival here in my backyard in Louisville, there's going to be a lot of us there. It's kind of a you know this is the first time having it in two years since COVID, so it's been a bit yep. of an annual pilgrimage uh, for for you know a, a big group of us. You know, whether it's oh, been yeah. me going with you, me going with Dylan. You know, we certainly had a yeah. time back in 2019 when the last one happened. That's uh, yeah. a show. That's when yeah. Cookie Rojas was born. That's when he was. <laughs> Among many other things. But uh, did you do Belafonte. anything? I almost called him Henry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> did you do anything uh, last night on your actual birthday? Uh, you know, um, I a uh, nice family dinner or anything like that. Yeah, we did. We went to Ramsey's. It was nice. It was me, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother-in-law. Um, and then I was going to go meet up with my cousin, but then I took a detour over to Trevor's. <laughs> Trev. And that's not Trevor Kelsey who we interviewed. No, that's no, no. Your, your um, buddy, yeah, Trevor. Buddy Trevor. I've heard he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, he, he, he gave me an interesting birthday present I have to tell you about. Um, but uh, anywho, um, yeah, cool. you know, I was there and then I went and hung out with my cousin. 
uh, until about midnight. And then I came home and, you know, that was about all I really wanted. Cause you know, a lot of people had to work and I'm really gearing up for yeah, this yeah. weekend. And- weekday birthdays, you know, you're all, and they're not tough, but they're obviously not as good as weekend birthdays. Oh yeah. And, and, and more often than not, mine falls on Memorial day weekend. It's oh, actually yeah. pretty rare for it to be a weekday birthday. Many times it's always, yeah, you know, conveniently nice. on that weekend. Yeah. But like you said, we've got big plans this yes. weekend. So uh, we're building towards that and then double or nothing, Ooh, which yeah. uh, later on in the show, we will be giving you all of our picks, which is something we don't typically do because we usually end up just releasing after. But since our yeah. schedule got a little wonky and we didn't do an episode last week, we figured let's uh, let's double dip. But You're uh, probably yeah, gonna no. be too cash to do it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess by, we'll probably record Monday. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But to do like a classic like picks where we put images it, out or a video. Because I assume you're off work, right? For uh, yes, I am Memorial Day. Yes, I, I am. But uh, yeah. So uh, just real quick on my past. So I was out of town uh, for oh, yeah. a wedding up yes. in the Catskills in New York for my good friend. Uh, griff aka fox monroe yes. um uh but a great time unbelievable time great people there you know seeing a lot of friends i hadn't seen in a while you know good times it was hot as shit outdoor yeah. wedding but really? uh, the, yeah like, the real like humid up there it was uh like about 90 degrees wow. so okay. yeah it was pretty warm uh but the low light of the trip was we flew into newark new jersey yeah. which was about two two and a half hours from where we were going yeah. we had a sunday p.m flight for nine o'clock and we learned during the ceremony that that flight was canceled and then they rebooked us on monday night at 9 p.m we're like oh god so it's basically two full days oh yeah essentially couple people of the group we were with had to be back for something on Monday. They ended up rebooking another flight that yes. also got canceled. <laughs> so there were zero flights out of the New York, New Jersey area to Cincinnati. So we just decided to drive in a van about 13 hours total with stops. Um, you know, we made the best of it, but uh, definitely uh, was a rocky start to my week after that. Cause you know, we're kind of, hungover and tired from sure. the whole weekend and the wedding and you know trucking home 13 hours uh you know not the best thing in the world but we're back and yep. uh feeling good and uh yeah so before we really get into uh the meat here which uh we'll talk about and you heard a little snippet in the cold open i just wanted to take a moment as i do since we don't really cover new japan too heavily on this podcast because you don't follow it but um, the your favorite tournament, the best of the super juniors, has been going on. Oh yeah, how did, how did Wheeler Utah do? He's been looking. So it's like a round robin. So okay. each wrestler has like nine matches, and then two points for a win, one for a draw, and then the final two or the winners of each block right. um, face off in the finals. But he's definitely had one of my favorite matches against El Desperado. He's looked pretty dang good for mm-hmm. sure. But just in general, it's been an amazing fun tournament and a large reason is because of wheeler yuda people like ace austin alex zane the sauce from lexington kentucky these new fresh faces because the whole time during the pandemic none of these people were able to come over yeah. so now that they've been able to bring in fresh blood got another japanese guy from glate promotion l lindeman he's been awesome i know him yeah. from francesco akira new guy in will osprey's united empire faction but 
it's just been amazing. I've been loving it. Wheelers looked good. And, uh, you know, we're about halfway through the tournament and, uh, it'll culminate, I guess, next Saturday, uh, whatever Friday, June, whenever June 3rd is, but, uh, yeah, I may do a little separate, uh, recording of sorts on it because it's been so good, but, uh, yeah, hopefully just wanted to get that out there. Heck yeah. Glad you got it heck, out there. Heck yeah. So, um, Shit, I guess let's just uh, kind of get right into it. So the uh, theme of today's episode is Jack Tunney's bachelor party. <laughs> well, I guess it's also the name of the episode, so you know what you're getting yeah. into. And I can't remember exactly. So I know this was after the Houndmouth. It was Houndmouth Hound night, yeah. We were, it was late and we were drinking still, but it was... You know, we're just ideating, thinking of different ideas for the show, different segments we can do, whatnot, as we do. And you had said something about Jack Tunney. I don't remember what you said, but what I heard was Jack Tunney's bachelor party. Mm -hmm. And then you and I just kind of were running with it. Just ran with it. You remember what what it was that you actually had said? Um, I had watched um, Inside Lewin Davis. You ever seen that movie? It's going Brothers. But I've it's heard good. It's good. It's a um, it's got Oscar Isaac in it, and it's about like a folk singer trying to make it in Greenwich Village in the '60s when like Bob Dylan and all them were coming up. Sure. And um, he has a song called "Fare Thee Well," um, and it popped onto my Spotify the other day, and it goes "Fare Thee Well, My Honey," you know. And I like for some reason, like <laughs> when I listen to it, it replaced with "Fare Thee Well, Jack Honey," <laughs> Jack Tunney. Tunney. <laughs> Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney. There's also MV Pell. We'll stop that one. <laughs> but yeah, regardless, you had said something that was not jack tunney's bachelor party yeah, yeah that's yeah. what and, i heard and it was just screwed yeah and that's what we're running with and we uh haven't really done a ton of preparation here i know we few get we've each got a few notes uh so we're yeah. just kind of gonna kind of free wheel this and riff it and uh have some fun but uh I guess to start, I don't I don't know how much information you have or what to talk. I've got I've got a guest list. Okay. I've got a location or at least part of a location, and then I've got a few activity ideas. So what all what all are you working with here to start? Okay, I'm gonna let you throw down the characters because that's gonna be more your house. Um, I want them. So obviously, this is a bachelor party where you're spending the night somewhere in an exotic locale. It, and let me let me butt in real quick. Yeah, yeah. We are setting this bachelor party in the year of 1992. Obviously, Tunney, you know, was probably married by long before that point. But you know, in our world, let's just say he got remarried or whatever. But because we have covered so much 1992 WWF recently, yeah. I know you've been enjoying it. You geeked out at Jack Tunney initially because you're like, is this guy really the president? Um, so we're setting this in 1992. So and, go ahead. And, and what better um, bougie establishment in 1992 to set the beginning of this where um, where our crew is staying? 
at the Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Because Vince is Vince is here, right? Vince is obviously oh, knows of course, Trump. Of course Vince and, is going to be here. And I, don't I think, didn't think about Trump, but yeah, I mean, I guess he, he's got to be in this crew now. He could be, yeah. I mean, you know, and I think like whenever he owned the Taj Mahal, it was just sort of like a big, grand, you know, crappy casino, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, I think I've told you this before on on the show that the Trump Plaza in yeah. Atlantic City hosted WrestleManias four and five. Oh, did they? So okay. There's already that as well. You know, okay. this was obviously, you know, in the late 80s. So Trump, you know, long before presidential Trump. But uh, yeah, so they had him on screen a few times talking about what a great event. And, right. you know, it's no secret that he and Vince have been friends for a long time. And Linda McMahon was on his cabinet. So um, I love it. I think that's I would let's say let's do night number one there, because okay. I definitely uh, I don't know, I can kind of get into it now. But well, I'll hold. I'll hold off. On I also that. feel so, like these guys are ready to lose some money too. Like these motherfuckers are going to lose some money. So I time. had g- some gamble. So do you want me to kind of run through my roster yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. do roster. So I've got twelve people. I feel like that's a pretty good bachelor party number. I think if you're getting higher than that, typically, like again, I've been on some that were twenty, twenty plus. You have a blast, yeah. but I feel like it's a lot better. You know, with ten to twelve smaller yeah. group, kind of everyone can I stay agree. together. So we've got the groom, Jack Tunney. Um, I just by default had Vince as my best man. But yeah. as you kind of talked about in the cold open, and we can we can get to more of that. But Vince, mm-hmm. of course, mean Gene Okerlund, yes. of course, bringing the party. I've got uh, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. You know, the Stooges, as you know them, our first, if you recall, match. Because yeah. they both were working backstage at this time as well. Uh-huh. Bruce Pritchard. Similarly, he's on the list. Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan are two commentators during this time and both, you know, with pretty big roles in the company. Got referee Earl Hebner. (laughs) It was kind of the main ref. So it was just trying to think of like various authority type figures. Right, right. Or just, I guess, announcers aren't authority, but you know what I'm saying. Key people in WWF at this time. I've got my one wrestler is Ric Flair, obviously, because he's bringing the fucking party. I think more than anybody would, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of cigarettes that need to be put out on this trip. Oh, big doubt about it. Um, Let me finish and then I'll talk to you why I didn't put Hogan. Okay, sure. I have since Jack Tunney is Canadian from Toronto and we'll probably get in. I know we'll get into that a little bit more. I don't know if you know who this guy is, but Don Cherry. Oh, I fucking know who Don Cherry is. (laughs) Oh, my God. He cracks me up. So, like, I had this this stint in grad school where me and my friends just, like, watch videos of him. Hell yeah! Just well, then you can bring some. You can bring some great Don. Oh God! Better Don Cherry perspective than me here. But like, but. Like you, you just gotta love like every time he does coach's corner. It's like, what are you talking about? Politics. <laughs> like always, dude. Don, uh, Don I, I fucking know Don Cherry. I've watched Good. tons of Don Cherry videos. Good. I'm oh, glad. Yeah. Then my thinking Grapes. was just like, since he is Canadian, yeah. You know, some sort of Canadian slash hockey presence, and and, and, uh, and also a fun fact. You know Letterkenny, right? Of course, of course. Uh, J- Jared Kiso. Yeah, you know, um, he, he got his start playing in a, a CBC produced biopic of Don Cherry playing Don really? Cherry. 
I know they've met, they reference him a lot in that show. So in in the sequel, yeah, sequel biopic. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Well, yeah, I'm glad that pick was a home run. Oh yeah. Um, And then lastly, I had a question mark. So I figured there could be like a Jack Tunney childhood friend or yeah, yeah. someone of that sort. So I'm uh-huh. going to let you come up with said Ooh. childhood friend's name and persona. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> the Jimmy Carter? Yes. Wow. How, does Jack, how does Jack know former president Jimmy Carter? Peanut butter sandwiches. Okay. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so we've got former president jimmy carter rounding uh, out which that'll also lend to uh, uh something else that i have in mind uh, but let's uh let's start night one atlantic city the boys all arrive they get uh, off the plane they're greeted by uh the hosts at what is it the taj mahal and uh, yes, the taj mahal city. Yeah. So where are we going from there well um i think you know we check into the room Mm-hmm. You know, everyone kind of fills it out like kind of people like elbow each other like who's gonna have roommates you know like you know make some homophobic jokes and stuff and um of course at that yeah, time of course oh yeah and then um next we got to figure out what to eat and i yep. imagine like vince i guess being the planner you know being the owner yep uh, maybe he booked a dinner at a five-star steakhouse down the strip yep but jack tunney wanted to eat at the buffet yeah <laughs> jack's yeah, a yeah. simple man yeah, so 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 they went down to the buffet. So, was there any arguments that ensued here? Was there more people on the side of Tony? You know, were people wanting to go to the five star? How did it transpire? No, I think like Briscoe and Patterson wanted to go to the buffet. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I think Jimmy Carter kind of doesn't care. Yeah, he's um, just happy to be there. And who else? Don, oh, Don. Oh, yeah, Don Cherry. Even if he wanted to go to the buffet, he would argue on behalf of the steakhouse. Yeah, you know, absolutely. He would definitely argue on behalf I feel of like him. he's going to be giving uh, Tony just giving him guff the whole. Oh yeah, trip. just get yeah, kind of fucking with him yeah. the whole fucking time. Good natured fun, but he's just going to be fucking with Tony. And we know Tony doesn't like to put up with that type of stuff, but this weekend he's going to. Yeah, like and Ric Flair like has an opinion ish, <laughs> but he's just kind of more concerned about like doing drugs later. And so getting he, fucked up, yeah. yeah he so just he, wants to go anywhere where there's a bar. Yeah, yeah. He wants to get to that point, you know, yes. like you know that, like, like the food is just a, a minor stop along the way. It's merely an appetizer for the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we have our dinner. How? How? What? What kind of items? Anything unique on the buffet, or what? What's kind of causing a stir at dinner here? Uh, I don't know. Um, I imagine like a. <laughs> I know I'm totally just putting you on the spot here. I imagine but. this is sort of like a. <laughs> Like a Ponderosa style spread, you know. Sure. Um, um, who was it? Let's see. Uh, I feel like uh, Jimmy Carter got two salads back to back with and a some peanut butter in. sandwiches and some peanut butter sandwiches. Uh, I bet Gorilla Monsoon is just oh, going ham at oh, this at I this was, buffet. Oh, he, he went to the soft serve machine first. Yeah. You know, just, just went yeah. straight there. <laughs> And, He's uh, double fisting cones as they're sitting down to get their yeah, drink yeah, yeah. Um, Vince was so mad, he got, like, a to-go order from, like, the Chicken Tenders Bazaar <laughs> and, like, brought it over there. I can't believe we're not at the steakhouse, damn it. Yeah, and he got chicken tenders, you know. And he didn't – and he wanted barbecue sauce, but then only had honey mustard. Ooh, so that, I so bet that really peeved him. So he's pretty upset. But, I don't know, Jack Tunney, like, really likes mashed potatoes. Um, yeah. Well, and they had fries there, too. So he was like, you know, I want poutine. 
So that's, um, that's part of my day too, for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But so who he, doesn't want double dip of poutine? Oh yeah. Well, the closest he could get with this was taking the mashed potato gravy, putting it on his fries, and then putting the mashed potatoes on his fries, and just getting a f- few blocks of cheese from the salad bar. Yep, and that was that. on there. Yeah. Yes. Who's who's hammering the most drinks at dinner here? Other than Flair, obviously. Flair uh, and Gene, of course. Oh, Gene, yeah, yeah, Gene, yeah. yeah. yeah those two are clearly going to be like a dynamic duo. They're yeah. both they're both hammering Sigs. Like we know, they're both hammering Sig. And oh, I guess yeah. at ninety two, you could probably rip Sigs. Oh yeah, there, yeah. You know, I mean, so I mean you can still rip Sigs at yeah. the uh, Caesars in Southern Indiana yeah. in some areas. So um, the Flair and Gene are like a half pack deep. By yeah. the time dinner's over, for yeah, and, sure. and they're and then they're like, "Oh, we need to go buy some." So they go to like the um, con, uh, commissary or wherever it is. Yeah, they split and, off from the crew, and they're oh, starting to make some plans. For oh, me. yeah, th- yeah, they're making plans, but they find out the cigarettes are twenty bucks a pack. <laughs> you know, at, at the at the hotel, or, and so they're not happy with that. Yeah, Gene throws a fit, yeah. and then Flair just throws hundreds at the person. Just yeah. give me all you got. You know, yeah, so so they get a bunch of cigarettes and they go back and then uh Jack Tunney already is paid or Vince paid. Jack Tunney yeah. paid for his own party. Yeah, yeah. Vince yeah, certainly yeah. paid. He's already paid and it's time to leave the buffet. And everyone's pretty feeling pretty lubed up at this point. Yeah. Even Tunney's, you know, even Tunney's starting to loosen up a little bit. You know, he's a little he's a little on edge because he's a he rule un- follower. He unbuttoned like the top button, yeah. you yeah. know, wiggled his tie down. I was going to say also probably before we got into this, but we can even go back. I wanted you, you can, we can read some of Jack Tunney's uh, Wikipedia page Ooh. also as a nod to your other show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Omont reads Wikipedia. Check it yes. out on the visionaries global media network. Not a bad idea. Um, so I don't know if you want to pull that up at any sure. point. Do we want to keep rocking and rolling with where, where we're at here. Let's see if there, we got anything <laughs> interesting. Uh, I've well, read it a few times. Um, it's obvious. It's pretty dense about um, his like background because he actually was like a wrestling, big wrestling promoter in Canada. Oh yeah, he worked with Crockett. It and that's like. how he initially, and when he partnered up with Vince, that was like a big deal yeah. because that gave WWE essentially all of Canada or WWF at that point. Well, in um, his in his time as figurehead president, he had just under an eleven year term. Yeah, how about yeah, that? Yeah, before he was impeached. And I'd heard, I listened to just a snippet of from Bruce Pritchard's podcast talking mm-hmm. about Jack Tunney. And right. he said he was, that the main reason that Vince uh, wanted to use him as the on-screen president was that he looked presidential, yeah. which I could see. Oh, yeah, I can and, see that too. And Bruce Pritchard referred to Jack Tunney as a classy guy who was fun to be around. So yeah. I think we're kind of, you know, we're kind of hitting these marks here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like he's, you know, going to go with the flow a whole lot. I feel like yeah. he's the side characters who are going to be upset with all the decisions made. <laughs> well, do you want to take, where are we headed from dinner here? Well, are we going to do some gambling while we're, uh, while we're here? Or what are we, or what are you thinking? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess we ought to should do, do some gambling first. That's a good, that's a good, like, kind of middling activity yeah, while yeah. we're kind of setting up the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to play too many card games. You know, I'd say uh, Briscoe and Patterson are some crazy eights guys. Yeah. Um, who's the stupid one here? Uh, Jimmy Carter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, um, let's say Earl Hebner. The rest. Earl Hebner. No, yeah, he, <laughs> we he, haven't he, really he, talked about him yet. No, no, he plays blackjack a good yeah, bit. There. He's getting um, killed. 
Yeah. Flair just kind of wants to like be on his own and drink. So he goes over to the leprechaun slots. Um, and he's of course hamming it up with all the waitresses that are walking around, yeah, you know, yeah. slipping them twenties, calling them honey, telling them to meet him later in his room. Yeah. And uh, Jack Tunney, what does he do? Oh, he plays video roulette. Like the, the, uh, room, the, the room roulette's too much for him. And Don you know? Cherry's over his shoulder, just giving him shit. Just giving time. him shit. You know, just want to go watch a hockey game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's what that? I will say this is let's set this in the fall, October uh-huh. of 92. So hockey's probably just starting, and you'll see why when we get to day two. And Don Cherry um, was a coach, right? At, at one he point. was. I mean, hell, he could have been at this point. But uh, in our world, he's very free and available right now. Oh, no, now. He, he's, he's very much on Coach's Corner. I think it would be October 23rd, 1992. Gotcha. There's a reason for my date tomorrow. Okay. But <laughs> So Cherry's giving him shit. Cherry's I think Gor- shit. Gorilla Monsoon's still at the buffet. No, he's still at the buffet. He doesn't like gambling. You know, Is, is Bobby the brain Heenan here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He ain't been doing shit. Yeah. Uh, what, what else well, can you do? <laughs> craps. You know, yeah. uh, well, he, there's got to be a big group at the craps table. Oh, yeah. Got to sure, be. Because that's a very group. communal. Yeah. Heenan's, Heenan's the one chucking dice at craps. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. And I've never really play, played craps. So I'm not super familiar. Yeah. Um, I, I've dabbled lightly, but I know yeah. sometimes you want to roll a seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tony winds up uh, deciding to go watch Wheel of Fortune on one of the big TVs. <laughs> You know, that's how, how, how he spends a lot of it. Uh, Ric Flair um, gets mad at the leprechaun slot. It kicks it, you know, and, yeah. then, and then gets strike one, you know, yeah. of the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, like this is not just at the Trump Taj Mahal, but the whole weekend. <laughs> Who's giving uh, him the strikes? Um Who's keeping, I guess, Earl Habner, our referee, right? <laughs> Roger Maris. Wow. New okay. York Yankee. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, what what else? Atlantic's. Oh, Monopoly. There's got to be a Monopoly slot machine there, For too. Sure. I, I know we're talking about future slot machines. There's a Monopoly one at Caesars. Yeah. So, you know, um, Vince gets lucky and he passes go and collects $200. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, he um, pockets it. And um, then he gets the phone call because he's organized this. They say the ride's outside. It's time to go to our next destination. Okay, now we're cooking. So he pulls um, Patterson and Briscoe away from the crazy eights. You know, um, they get accused of card counting and they run. <laughs> um, Cherry couldn't have been out the door faster. He yeah, was yeah, ready yeah. for a change. Yeah, the one person who starts to get was Jack Tunney. What yeah. they had to do is they had to ask a server to change it from Wheel of Fortune to uh, <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond. Because he was just glued. Yeah, you know, and he and um and so then he was over it. So they go outside. What's, and, the, what's the 1992 equivalent of Everybody Loves Raymond? Cheers or some shit. Yeah, let's yeah. or Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet he would love some Frazier. Yeah, I think and, he loves Frazier, but hates Cheers. So they yeah. change it to Cheers, and then he bounces. Yeah. And so um they go out, and there's a yellow school bus waiting for him. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. very classy very classy and so they get on the bus and where should they go next what do you think well do we have a stop maybe some some kind of high-end bar in oh. the area or some or club i mean strip clubs got to be in the future 
yeah, I would for, oh, for think sure. that's yeah, kind yeah. of where we're we're ending our night here. Yeah, so yeah, what's what's kind of the bridge between dinner, gambling, and the strip club? I mean, what else other than some kind of ritzy ass bar? I don't. I've never been to Atlantic City, so the McDonald's drive-through <laughs> for monsoon. For monsoon, <laughs> and, they, and they just go to the liquor store and buy like like fifty thousand of those tiny little shots. Yeah. And they drank each like a hundred of them. And Flair and Gene are feeling pretty good about it. Oh, yeah. They're pretty much blackout at this point. And Heenan. I feel like Heenan's running with this crew as well. Like Heenan's the main reason that Flair's here. Like Heenan vouched for him. And Gene was a bit hesitant at first because of the put that cigarette out incident. But I think they've smoothed things over. Oh, yeah. Now they're both smoking. So now it's, you know, (laughs) bit him in the butt. Um, So they go to McDonald's and, uh, well, I guess they had plans to go. Vince wanted to take him to like a um, this nice hotel bar, you know, okay. where um, apparently F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote part of the Great Gatsby there. You oh, know, okay. he's like, oh, yeah, you all will think that interesting. And they're like, we've never read that book ever. <laughs> so um, Tony's read it, though. Tony's, Tony's, yeah, Tony's read it. But then yeah. Gor- Monsoon's like, let's go to McDonald's. They go through McDonald's and then they're like, we want some drinks. And they're like, well, we're going to the F. Scott Fitzgerald bar. They were like, no, now. So we stop at the liquor store and we get just a big box of those little single shots. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just all, start- all different sorts of types of liquor. Yeah. We start, they start drinking those and throwing them out the window. Yep. Yeah. Not one beer has been drank. <laughs> not, not even one. at dinner. All cocktails. No, all cocktails. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All liquor all the time. Um, and then, uh, do we actually go to the, to the bar or, or are they, um, lubed up enough to go to the strip club? I think that's your call, brother. <laughs> well, they go or to the strip. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, let's go to the strip club. Let's go. What's we, it we, called? Uh, we go, t- it's called, uh, triple X sex. Okay. And then does yeah. sex have three X's too? No, just one. Okay, cool. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so at Triple X Sex, uh, they go in, and then they all walk in. Um, and this um, echoes what I did the first time I ever went to a strip club. Like they walked in, and a big, scary, intimidating bouncer looked at their IDs, even though they're all very old and, and very uh, recognizable. Very recognizable, you know. Rules are rules. Mm-hmm. And then they walk down that hallway before you turn, and then you get to the the dance floor with the poles. And mm-hmm. um, this naked woman um, comes around with a um, um, a, a drink serving tray. She goes, hey, yep. boys. And everyone, like, freaks out, and they all decide to go to the bathroom. That's literally what happened to me <laughs> first time I ever went to a strip club. Except Flair, Heen, and Gene, and Don Cherry. They're oh, yeah. all here for it. Oh, yeah, Tony's, all... real, Tony's a little nervous right now. He is. And they're like, um, you know, like, obviously, they sit down. They start getting drinks. <laughs> You know, out come the one dollar bills, you know, start flirting with the women walking by asking yeah. if they want lap dances. Yeah. What's your name? Thumper, you know, or some <laughs> sort of name like that. Who um, gets our first lap dance? Well, it can't be Tony because he's got to be like talked into it. I feel like I think Ric Flair wants wants it to be him. But like, I think pretty much like the workers there are like this guy's pretty fucked up like we've yeah. been in a little, i mean like, he's chucking he's chucking bills yeah, everywhere yeah. yeah he's paying money but is also a liability yeah he's causing a scene yes so uh uh wouldn't be pat patterson because he's gay uh yeah how about bruce 
Yeah, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. We haven't talked shit. about Bruce. We haven't talked about Bruce much. So yeah. Bruce is Bruce is a little horny after several uh, several of these mini bottles. So Bruce yeah. gets in and he beelines to yeah. one of the strippers. Yeah, he gets like the boob in the face thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm in. You sold yeah. me." Yeah, and so uh, yeah, and so like Bruce is all about that. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Vince buys Bruce a lap dance, but he wants Bruce just to kind of get out of there. Yeah. And so now Vince like concocts his like big plan and he like goes up to one of the women and he's like, do you do one of those extra lap dances? Mm. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, you know, in the back room, you know extra, exactly what I mean. An extra lap dance. She's like, no, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, no, you, you have sex with them. <laughs> and, she, and she was like, Bill, like, and then out comes the bouncer. Um, and Vince said he was joking, you know. You know, because he, he's in wrestling. You know, he's like that was kayfabe. You know, that was yeah, real. for sure. That, for that, sure. That, that was pretend. You know, that that was on. So uh, Vince kind of had to slow his roll a little bit. So his plan went kaboom. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Like... Uh, oh, go ahead. Red Bulls weren't around then. I bet he would order a Red Bull at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're not around there. Uh, I feel like Don Cherry, Keenan, Patterson, Briscoe are all at the front. They've all been just sitting at the the stage, Chuck and Bill's. Yeah. They're having a good time. Oh, yeah, and I think Don Cherry's really kind of like being the life of the party. Oh, he's in his element right now, yeah, absolutely, because uh, uh, he's not as drunk as Flair. Yeah, until like a um one of the dancers who's a person of color come up and he says something fucking offensive. Oh no, so that's, is it, that's classic Don Cherry, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. Or no, no. Or he, um, he talks a lot about like what is it? How like the French hockey players are like really weak. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat Patterson wouldn't like that because he's French Canadian. Oh, and they fucking are pissed too. Yeah. So we've got another Canadian, Pat Patterson. Yeah. I didn't yeah, think about that, including Tony. So like, there's yeah, oddly yeah. enough, like a lot of like bickering and infighting. And Tony's kind of sitting back in his chair. And so like now people are starting to whisper like. Is Jack having fun? Was this the right decision? Was that the right decision? And Vince was like, you're goddamn right. It's the right decision. And um, he's, um, you know, speaks with uh, who else? Uh, Bruce is gone for a while. Yeah, he's uh, gone. We got Grill Monsoon. I think Heenan's kind of the devious one. He's like, no, you know, you just got to, you know, uh, bribe them or pay them money. And so uh, he goes up to Thumper. And Thumper comes back. And he's like, hey, um, it's our um, buddy's bachelor party over there. You know, that really old guy. Um, and uh, he, that old he wants, bag of bones. He, he wants a, a lap dance. And she was like, well, why didn't you ask me earlier? So they um, give her the money and she comes up to Jack Tunney. I feel like Gene's paying for it. Gene's I say that because I remember yeah. in Jericho's book, there was a caption about how Gene bought him a lap dance in a strip club. So Gene's paying for this one. Oh, he totally did. And he he was like, you, you um, told Jack Tunney, you got it coming, pal. Yeah. And um the um thumper comes up to Jack Tunney and undoes the undoes his tie. So now his oh. tie's hanging down. Yeah. And begins to peel off his robe. And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not his robe, but his jacket. <laughs> but it's as long as a robe. It's like he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like a duster. He's like, What are you doing? She's like, I'm I'm giving you a dance. Your buddy is paid for it. It's your wedding. And um, he was like, I thought you could come here and play strip poker. I mean, we were at the casino, right? You know, like you go from the casino, yeah. play cards, you come here. And he's like, can you do that? And they were like, sure. 
So they set up a card table in the back. <laughs> and then everyone puts all their clothes back on. And the, is the whole group going in here? No, Bruce isn't. Vince is kind of being standoffish. Yeah. Uh, Don Cherry wants to go, but everyone's just kind of like, dude, you know. Um, You're starting to get towards flair territory yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So they they play they um, deal the cards out for strip poker, five card stud deuce is wild. Everyone picks up their hand. Nobody knows how to play. Uh oh. Yeah, nobody knows how to play. So they're like, Thumper, you know how to play? She's like, No. Jasmine, do you know how to play? No. Um, Australia, do you know how to play? No. Oh. Uh, Diamond, do you know how to play? No. Sapphire, do you know how to play? No. Bill, Jimmy. do you know how to play? And then Bill's fucking pissed because Bill's the bouncer. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to set all this up. He had to set all this up. So in classic wrestling fashion, he flips over the card table. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's like, you guys get out of here. All nine of you. And there are only eight of them. They're like, where's Bruce? <laughs> so they go he's to the on like his fifth lap dance at oh, this point. Oh, no, he's on his fifth blowjob at this point. <laughs> so yeah, pull, I can see it. So they pull him out. You know, with his pants around his waist. Oh, no, Bruce. And they were like, you guys need to get the fuck out of here. Flair right was now. already kicked out. Yeah, Flair's already kicked out. No, I mean, they not only tell him to do that, they tell him to get the fuck out of Atlantic City. Yeah, we don't want you in our town. Yeah, go go, go take a walk on the boardwalk. I was you trying know? to do something like Big Lebowski, like, get out of my beach community, Lebowski. Yeah, but get I, out, yeah. but I couldn't get it. They just throw him out of the car. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, so and, then, that, and, then, that... and then they and then they go outside. And the school bus has been vandalized. Uh oh. Windows broke open. Um, Graffiti so they got, all over it. Yeah. So they got to call like ten taxis, and it takes like four hours. And everyone's pissed. Yeah, yeah everyone's pissed. Um, but then uh, Rick Flair, who's been gone for a while, comes back with another big box of the little shots. Hell yeah! And some whippets too. Ooh, so they nice. all get. So they all got really high. Um, just on the street out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the street. Uh, Flair passed out on a curb, mm-hmm. and then uh, Mean Gene uh, almost did, but people cared to help him a little bit more than Flair. Everyone was just kind of laughing at Flair and drawing pieces yeah. on his face. Everyone's over Flair at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then putting, they putting but, cigarettes out on Flair. But yeah, then they, then they go back to the hotel, and this is when it really gets crazy. They go back to the Ooh. hotel, and there's a tiger in their uh, hotel room. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, there's a tiger and a Holy chicken shit. and a baby. Wow, I didn't no, I'm just, see that coming. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> we'll skip that part. That part is patently untrue. Oh, fun stuff and good work since I uh, just totally put you on the spot yeah. there. But what's our day two? So we are flying to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh oh, for game six of the World Series between the Atlanta Braves and the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the Blue Jays, Tony's team, are playing, and they just, you know, win. They basically, if they win, they win the World Series. Right. Um, so that's where we're headed for night two, which is Did- why I was kind of keeping that a little, little quiet. Didn't the Blue Jays win back-to-back World Series? They did, 92-93. So this is the yeah. first one. Not the Joe Carter walk off. That was ninety three. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was just kind of thinking of like an event, and I'm, and I'm like, what can we? What? Where can we do this? What can we do? And the fact that the Blue Jays were in the World Series that year struck me. Right. Um, so I figured, what better uh, way to end our bachelor party than uh, 
World Series Game 6 with the Blue Jays winning and Jack Tunney actually uh, having fun. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, how could that go wrong compared to the, 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 the absolute <laughs> catastrophe that was last night? Yeah, yeah. So they're coming into day two. You know, you get on the private plane. Everyone's hung over as shit. But, you know, Mimosa's bloodies on the plane, you know, trying to kind of like Flair. Flair feels bad, but he's ready to ramp it up again. Um, oh, this one you reveals you snuck Coke on the plane. Oh, he's been doing chow the whole trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah that's where that's how, how. And they were like, "How how did you sneak it on the plane?" And he just is not telling anybody. Well, we're this is Vince's private plane. Oh yeah, here. so it doesn't matter. Yeah, there, and yeah, there was no yeah. TSA in nineteen ninety. Yeah, for sure, for Jeez, sure. That was that was really the wild west without that shit. You could bring oh, anything yeah. on a plane for sure. Wow, so yeah. yeah, mimosas, bloodies, coke. You know, everyone's kind of getting in the frame of mind. Yeah, now switch, it's like switchblade knives. You yeah. know. <laughs> It's like now we've got giant, g- giant shampoo bottles, you know. <laughs> so we've got, you know, we're going to Atlanta, um, you know, pretty much. I guess we get there sometime in the afternoon. And um, Vince, again, Vince felt bad for how shit kind of fell apart last night, too. So he is able to book um, a private, beautiful room in the hotel where they will have a poutine bar or buffet. So that we're kicking our day off with poutine yet again, but it's it's a buffet of poutine. So you another got buffet, diff- different kinds. double buffet. I mean, Tony loves a fucking buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got multiple kinds of fries. We've got curly. We've got regular crinkle, seasoned, unseasoned. We got white gravy. We got brown yeah. gravy. We got different kinds of cheese. Like yeah. this is not only Tony loving it, but Don Cherry's loving it. Pat Patterson's loving it. But you know who's loving it the most? Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's just been crushing it. He's in heaven here. They're all drinking. They've they're on beers now. Like today's yeah. a beer day since yeah. last night just got so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. They have to start off with. Well, no, I mean they did start off with Bloody Marys and the most. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But so thing spirits are pretty good here at this lunch. You know, it's like we've got we've got another night here. Everything last night got so fucked up. But like you said, how could it go wrong again? We're going to the Braves and uh, Blue Jays game and the Blue Jays could win the World Series. And all the WWF people hate Atlanta because it's the home of WCW. It just started, right? Well, just converted from NWA to WCW, but Flair's got a lot of contacts in Atlanta because he was down there for a long time. You think so Jim all- Crockett should show up? <laughs> well, I, mean, no. I don't know who Jim Crockett is. Is he Fucking alive? Flair wanted to invite Jim Crockett, but uh, Tunney and Vince put their foot down. And so, he, had a, um, he had to settle for his great, great, great grandfather, Davey yeah. Crockett. Yeah. With King of the Wild Frontier. Hat. Yeah. Um, but you know, through this lunch, no real complaints. Everything's good. Everyone's feeling pretty good. The yeah. vibes are good. Spirits are good, but you know, flares up to something, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he's, been, he hasn't been off the phone. He's making calls. Like, you know, it seems like basically the hair of the dog worked and yeah, he's yeah. just almost right back at it. Um, even Gene, you know, Gene's feeling a little rough today. Voice oh, yeah, a little man. hoarse. Uh, Heenan's feeling pretty good. Um, and you know, Earl Hebner's really looking to mix it up today because his performance yesterday was he was just kind of trying to keep everyone in check. As yeah, he was the just kind of there. Do. 
I think he was yeah. the one who behaved himself in the strip club. He did, yeah. yeah. So he's ready to let loose. Yeah. Patterson and Briscoe have been pretty fun the whole trip. I think they're going to just keep on that. And Bruce is just utterly embarrassed for yeah. how long he was gone at the strip club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, and like, I don't know, he like, you know, there's STDs, he didn't use a condom. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, like, a, like, he's a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. 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 The consequences for that night could, you know, be uh, somewhat long lasting and yet to yes. reveal themselves. And Jack Tunney, you know, Jack Tunney, he had fun last night, but, you know, it didn't go exactly how yeah. he wanted, but he's really psyched for the game and he couldn't be happier that that's where they're going and he's with all his buddies here. And Jimmy Carter also from Georgia, so he's pretty psyched up as well. So between Jimmy Carter and Vince, they're able to secure like the top suite at, oh, yeah, um, for sure. I guess it was Fulton County Stadium at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've got the best suite and they have um, secret service detail. Yes, you're they right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, today's already, it's shaping up to be a much better day. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've, instead of a yellow school bus, we've got a big stretch limo uh-huh. with the police escort. We figure since we've got this suite, let's just go to the game. You know, I guess we, they let us in early. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, sure. I guess or maybe we could kill some time in between. What can we do in Atlanta? Well, they, well, they, well, they actually, um, you can go there because they Jimmy Carter is the key to unlock the fence. That's right. They That's gave right. it to he's him. Got, but, um, he's got all oh, they, oh, they took a tour of like the Coca-Cola factory, you yeah. know, something like yeah. that, or the, <laughs> the Waffle House factory or the... Uh, I don't know. The, yeah, uh, I think the Coca-Cola factory, but Flair thought it was a cocaine factory, so he's just going ham. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's just fucked at this point. Like, yeah. before the game, he's already screwed up. Um, Don Cherry's pretty fired up at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're doing coke at the coke factory. Get yeah. back on the limo, and now it's time to go to the game. But as they're right. pulling up, there's just tons of Braves and Blue Jays, mostly Braves fans, but there's Blue Jays fans just kind of milling around the stadium, right. tailgating, for lack of a better term. And this is when we got started to see a little fire from Jack Tunney for the first Uh-oh. time because yeah. he's, he's getting geared team. up. He's excited. Yeah, yes. so he, he asks the driver to roll the window down, and he sticks his head out the window to a group of Braves fans, double middle fingers, yeah. and he goes, Go Blue Jays, motherfucker! Yeah, and then and, and then they go right past the semi truck, and he does this, and then they go boop. You know? Yeah, yeah, and then and then Vince looks at that, and he's like, "I like that sound." Yeah, and he, take, he does, and he, and he takes note of that. Yes, he does. He does. Um, so Tony's on cloud nine at this point. He's fired up. All the fellow Canadians, Cherry and Patterson, Briscoe, just by association, like everything's going well. You know, well, what, could, what could go wrong? Well, and also, um, one thing that's been bothering Tunny, like, a little bit, like, he's been playing along with it, but people have been, uh, his nickname has been Tunny Rabbit <laughs> this whole time. Everyone's been calling him Tunny Rabbit. Yeah, Heenan came up with that yeah, one. Yeah, with, with good old Tunny Rabbit. And yeah. he, like, thinks it's all in good fun, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. but he's, he, it's now his time to shine, yeah. so... Uh, we finally get settled into the suite, and, uh, you know, things are still going well, but the boys are getting rowdy. Flair's getting handsy with the waitresses. Um, you know, it's – but everything's good. Um, let me – I had the fucking score thing here. Oh, did I – shit. Why don't you – while I'm looking this up, is there anything uh, – that you can think of that's going on in this suite right now, like kind of right before the game's about to start. 
Uh, I don't know. Um, they wanted some. Uh, yeah, what kind of snacks are they trying to get here? Well, Don Cherry had heard the "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" song, and like you know, he said that you know that he demanded peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Yeah. And then Gene said, "You're an idiot." <laughs> and then there was a bit of an awkward silence there, but then people laughed. Um, and then uh, what else happened? Uh, they uh, the um, national anthem came on. You know, uh-huh. they, they they all stood and put their hand over there, except Don Cherry, because it's not yeah. his national anthem. And then, like an old veteran with like their big like Vietnam hat, turned around uh-huh. and told him to respect the flag. Yep. And then Don Cherry said, "Respect this." And what does he do? Moon him? No, he he um, <laughs> tried punching him in the face. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then everything was okay because Jimmy Carter's there. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're not going to kick out one of Jimmy Carter's friends. Like they're pretty much invincible at this point. Yeah. Oh, and sure. then and then Jimmy Carter's good friend, uh, former Vice President Walter Mondale. <laughs> comes waltzing in there <laughs> and Walter uh, waltz yeah and, pe- and people are, are kind of like who's that guy we don't really care whatever yeah. but he's just kind of there and he just kind of is sort of like like there's a seat that's in between people and he won't go sit in between two people he don't know yep so, so he just kind of sits in the suite at the counter with his hands flat on the counter and yeah. we get like 50 hot dogs delivered Oh, yeah. And those go pretty quick because everyone's pretty hungry from, you know, haven't eaten since the poutine, been drinking a lot, doing some coke, um, probably plenty of other drugs going on here. Oh, yeah. um, so they slug down the hot dogs. The game starts and yep. uh, the Blue Jays get on the board first in the first inning. So uh, all the Canadians are going crazy. Flair's left the suite at this point. Yeah. He's no one can find him. Yeah, yeah. He said he was um, going to go to the bathroom and ask where it was. And then yeah. as someone was giving him directions, he walked away. And then we realized Heenan's also gone. Yeah, yeah. So those two are cooking something up. Yeah. But, you know, Earl Hebner's starting to feel pretty loose at this oh, point. I can like imagine. he's yeah. slugging beers. Yeah. Um, so he's starting to slur his words. He's throwing, he's throwing shit into the crowd. Like they gotta, they gotta restrain him. Like Tony's oh. even getting a little upset with him. He should here. chill the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some people oh man yeah now i'm realizing we're getting short on time here so let's just say uh the blue jays win and they all hoist in in 11 innings i I believe oh wow was it a walk-off no because they were the away team also you'll you'll love this the one home run in the game was hit by toronto's candy maldonado candy maldonado (laughs) like what a name that is c-a-n-d-y yeah so they're in the suite and everyone's got like tunny on the like it's a throne like they're hoisting him on their shoulders (laughs) (laughs) and um they go and party into the night and uh tunny blacks out they draw penises on him uh, Earl Hebner somehow like main is al- stays alive and is like one of the MVPs of the night because he's yeah. he's keeping the party going while also like trying to keep people in check. Um, well, and uh, when they get back to the hotel, yeah, um, it's really late, you know. You and, can uh, take it from here. And Hebner's just been kind of like, you know, he's been holding it together. He's like, you guys, this has just been one big dick measuring contest. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, one thing we haven't done is a dick measuring contest. <laughs> And then out steps Ric Flair. He looks been around. Been missing for hours. He's been in his robe at this point. Yeah, he, un- yeah, he undoes his robe, unbuttons his pants. You hear the zipper sound cut to black. Perfect. And that's the end. And that is exactly 
what happened at Jack Tunney's bachelor party in 1992. Adieu. Hey, Beaumont. Huh? Did you you know that sweaty sack summer is approaching? And it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's huh. why the kings of crotch comfort, ooh, I like that, Manscaped have spent two years, two years, designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Woo! We have not yet had the honor of testing these out, but I can say we will soon, and I guarantee you it is the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, TM, so you know it's serious. I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get twenty percent off and free shipping by using the code BBB at manscaped.com. Neato. Yeah. I'm, let's just think about gills for your groin. Let's just let that image sit for a little bit. Yeah. But let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that manscaped on a waistband of your underwear. Lordy, it's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to. Pleasure town. Oh, whoa. Um, thanks. But obviously, this is thanks to the Lawnmower 4.0, which I did use this week again. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. The, the best electric trimmer for below the waist trimming. The trimmer offers skin safe technology designed to trim hair on loose skin. Uh, but outside of ball trimming, they're now focusing their efforts on helping out your thigh slappers <laughs> in other ways with the game changing boxers. These boxers features include the jewel pouch TM, like you said, yep. a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space line with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Basically, just imagine your balls sipping pina coladas, chilling on a hammock on some tropical beach. I can't uh, wait to get these. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's the micromodal fabric, which is joseph buttery soft and breathable <laughs> keeping your cucumber cool walk run strut these moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking the sweat i pulled up my dictionary uh the tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing the front fly opening gives easy access and makes bathroom bricks quick and efficient i thought it was gonna be a sex thing but whatever uh you can choose from an arrangement of designs and colors and sizes from small to 3xl for all of my guys out there so well, speaking of all of my guys uh what should all of my guys do to get- all of my dudes you should and i think these are pretty new as of today maybe yeah yeah i think it's their new product it's pretty but rad. you should go to manscaped.com and you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bbb that's 20 percent off and free shipping using the code bbb at manscaped.com once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack you'll never go back and as you know your balls will thank you hey nada cut yourself some slack That was uh, surely a hoot nanny of a bachelor party there, but it's time to get back to business here. It was almost like it really happened. I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was just there. Yeah. And uh, 
now again back to business and it's time to uh let's make our double or nothing picks this sunday las vegas i think the mgm grand the fourth edition of double or nothing um you know i've kind of always looked at it as their wrestlemania of sorts just because yeah. it is um the first show but I'll say just off the top, like I'm definitely excited. I'm always excited for these pay-per-views, but I would say I'm not quite as excited as I've been for the last like three. Yeah, I, I don't think there's been a seminal buildup, like a big long form buildup outside of MJF storyline. I think yeah. that's really been the only one that's that's been like a really long, like gestating thing. And the rest of them have seemed kind of like, you know, while like, yeah, Hangman CM Punk, big fucking deal. You know, like, like, like it seems, you know, pretty like, here we go. You know, shoehorned it. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously excited for it. And, you know, some of the promos building up have been good, but yeah, I totally agree. It was just like punk came out one day and said he wants a shot at it. And then next thing you know, he's got it. Yeah, And and a lot of these, they're again, they're all very recent feuds, except for MJF and Warlow. That's the only thing that's really seems to be like, have a lot of history and organically, you know, um, and totally I mean, that's agree. what you said last time. MGF's fucking tight. As always, it's his world. Um, but yeah, also with the two Owen Hart finals, like obviously we haven't, we still don't even know who one of them is since Rampage hasn't happened. But yeah, like there's no feuds there. You know, were it'll you, be good for I mean, sure. Were you disappointed it was, it's not going to be O'Reilly Cole for that? You know, I mean, I like Samoa I, Joe too. I figured Samoa Joe would win, but yeah, yeah, I definitely want. I thought O'Reilly Cole would have been more interesting. See, that would have had course. history too, obviously. You definitely, know. Yeah. definitely. Well, before we get into it, there is a rumor going around that they're going to add a O'Reilly versus Darby match because O'Reilly was the one who took Sting out last week. Uh-huh. Um, so there's potential for that to be added, but it has not been added yet. So we will run through our 10 pre or 10 main card matches and our one buy-in match and uh let's do it so what happened to my window here uh there it is so on the buy-in we've got hookhausen hook and danhausen against tony niece and smart mark sterling yeah great comedy match hook wins yeah hookhausen definitely hookhausen for sure you know like it's going to be a lot of fun but yeah, hook's too hot, you know, and like, like losing here would serve no purpose. Yeah. And this is a perfect like buy-in match, you yes. know, it's like, it's all characters people like, you know, and hook's still hot. Danhausen's hot. Smart Mark Sterling's been crushing it. I'm happy Tony Nese is out there, yeah. but yeah, Dan Howler, Hookhausen, definitely going to get the win. Yes. Um, I'd say this is a pretty easy one to predict too, but the TBS championship, Jade Cargill against Anna J. Yeah. Um, I think this is maybe Jade Cargill's best title defense match, but she ultimately wins. Agreed. She had wrestled Anna J before. I think it was for the TBS title. So that's the other thing, like no feud here. She just came out what last week to kind of help. Who I don't even remember who it was, Statlander and someone else. Someone like that. Um, so yeah, again, no feud. Like, all right, let's just put this match on the card. But I wish I like Anna Jay. I but do. Too. She's already had a shot at Jade and, and, and already she, lost. And she's the only member of the Dark Order on this card. And it yeah. doesn't say on Wikipedia here that you know because Jade Cargo is going to be with her. What cargo lights? The <laughs> the baddies. The baddies. Yeah, and uh, Dark Order is not included with Anna Jay. Interesting. Yeah. 
Interesting. But yeah, Jade will win that. She's not going to lose for a long time. So now we start getting into some more, you know, interesting and maybe not as predictable stuff. So we've got uh, finally this match happening with its entirety of both groups. We've got the House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King against the full death triangle, Pac, Penta Oscuro, and Ray Phoenix. Last uh, revolution, it was Eric Redbeard in there for Ray Phoenix on the buy-in. It was a ton of fun, great buy-in match. You know, this feud, I feel like this has been going on a while, but it's been so fragmented because Phoenix is out, Pack is out. I've been calling for a lot of, like, we need to see singles matches. I don't know why the hell that hasn't happened. Like, that would have helped build this up more. Um, I think this match will be a ton of fun. I'm sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah, who do you got? Probably the Death Triangle. You know, I mean, Phoenix being back is a pretty new thing. Uh, Malachi Black has not taken many losses outside of the Cody feud. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is one where, you know, the your your death triangle kind of comes out on top. You know, I think there's no reason, especially now that they're, that they're reunited to take the L. You know, they're just a little bit more hot than this crew. Maybe not Malachi Black in and of himself, but with the other guys, you know, you don't really have to pin this loss on Malachi. So let the death triangle take the win. Yeah, the House of Black won at Revolution. Yeah, yeah, I think Death Triangle will win as well. And again, hopefully that will spin off into, I'd love to see Pac versus Malachi or Malachi versus any of them or Buddy Matthews versus any of them. And even Brody King, like I like Brody King. He's good. Um, But yeah, we just need a little more sizzle with this feud. And um, yeah, I'll take the death triangle, but I can see this going either way. Speaking of a feud coming out of nowhere, our next match, like which kind of confuses me a little bit. Like maybe they have some history that I'm not aware of. They do. So yeah, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. And I know you've missed a couple dynamites along the way. Yeah. And I, this past week. you. Did. So they have been slowly building this. It's been on being the elite as well. Um, but it's, yeah, a, it's is, elite versus delete, right? It is elite yeah. versus delete. They do have history. They wrestled in Ring of Honor um, in a ladder match. I think the Bucks won that. So they have wrestled before, but they're like presenting this as if it's some big dream match that's never happened before. Right. Um, but it is, you know, arguably two of the top tag teams from their respective eras. Yes. Obviously, the Young Bucks were heavily influenced by the Hardys. Um, you know, it's not that I'm not excited for this, but it's not moving the needle for me a ton. Me, me neither. When I saw and, the graphic, uh, when I watched Dynamite uh, just an hour, a couple hours ago, I was like, what? And I was like, I should be more excited for this because like these are two like, you know, big time things. Um, and like also because of that, I don't really know who's going to win. I don't really know who stands to benefit more from a win. Um, I mean, like, I guess part of me wants to say the Bucks because the Bucks have kind of been, you know, knocked off their pedestal and are not really championship contenders. They're, you know, definitely behind, you know, three, you know, three or four other tag teams kind of in line yep. you know, to challenge, um, you know, uh, the uh, Jurassic Express. So that's part of the reason why I want to say the Young Bucks. But I don't know. I feel like it would be more of a feel good moment to give the Hardys like their first big tag team win mm-hmm. in AEW on a pay-per-view. Uh, against the uh, their uh, premier tag team uh, in AEW. So you're taking the Hardys? Yeah, let's go with it. And I think we talked back when Jeff came, like hypothetically, would the Hardys win the tag team titles? So if they are going to win them, you know, eventually, 
But like you said, there's a lot. There's two teams challenging now. FTR, who's not even on this card, which is a fucking crime. I'll yeah. get to that. Um, but I'm going to take the Bucks. I think yeah. they need. I think they need to win more. Um, but I could see. I could definitely see this going either way. Um, you know, reports have come out that Kenny is apparently nowhere near ready to come back. Right. So you know, we've kind of talked about this feud with the Bucks and Kenny against Adam Cole of Fish and O'Reilly. So if that if that were happening soon, I'd say, yeah, let's heat up the Bucks, even though I'm picking them anyway. I don't know. I just think, like you said, they have been kind of knocked far off the pedestal, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. You know, it's good that yep. other teams have been showcased, but they're still the young Bucks. They're still one of the EVPs and founders. Um, the Hardys just, like I said, they're just not doing it for me right now. You know, oh, yeah. I loved them in 1999, 2000, whatever. Um, you know, Jeff had that match with Darby that was fun, but, yeah. you know, pretty crazy. And Matt Hardy just hasn't been doing it. But um, I'll I mean, take the Bucks. And, I, I again, I think this could and probably will be a good match. But like yeah. we said, just not very excited about it coming in. Not a lot of context or intrigue building yeah. into that. But um, actually, not, not, not. I skipped one ahead, sorry. Oh, you're good. I was about so to we, say, speaking of context and intrigue, yeah. I was about to go into MJF and Wardlow, but no, we got uh, also got something the, that has some context and intrigue. Yeah, the Jazz Jericho Appreciation Society against Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, and Danielson and Moxley. Obviously, Wheeler Yuta over in Japan, like we mentioned. Uh, so it's fun to see uh, Mox and Eddie Kingston team back up again um, and then throw in Santana and Ortiz in there obviously makes sense given their history with Jericho and that, you know, he threw them out of the inner circle to join Jericho appreciation society. Um, You know, I'm not really digging the whole wizard thing. And he just threw another fireball in some staffer's face last night. Like, I don't know, not for me. Um, Even though Jericho's still probably my favorite of all time. And I'm I'm enjoying the Jericho appreciation society as a group, just the whole fireball thing to me is just, Hokey. Not that cool and un- yeah, hokey, um, but loving what it's doing for all the other players, you know, minus Hager, who's in the exact same role that he was with the inner circle. But, you know, I was such a huge 2.0 guy and now to get them some shine and then Daniel Garcia really flexing some of his character. It's been awesome. And then, you know, the feud between Jericho and Kingston has been it's really been well done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all these people kind of have gripes with them. So and it's an anarchy in the arena match. I forgot to mention, which, you know, they haven't really talked about, but I'm guessing they're just going to fight all around the arena type of deal because Jericho had kind of said, let's do stadium stampede. And they're like, no, now that we've got a crowd, we don't want to. So So it's like anarchy in the UK. They got through what is it? Sex pistols or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, who's your pick here? I think this is this one could definitely go either way. Yeah, I think that I don't know. I guess like my biggest inclination here is the heels win. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the type of match where the heels win. So that's kind of why I want to go with Jazz. You know? I agree. I yeah, think I work. think they're they're a, they're a full unit together, whereas the other team, it's kind of like taking two groups and joining them as one. Right. Um, I think there's still going to be unfinished business between Jericho and Kingston after right. this, because that's been pretty heated. 
Um, and that, I mean, the heels could definitely do something slimy to win here. Yeah, and, I mean, this is the type of match where that happens. Yeah, for you sure. Know. Especially if it's anarchy in the arena and God knows where they're going to end up, you know. Um, yeah, I think Jazz takes and, it. Yeah, and Blackpool hasn't taken an L. Like, what better time to do it on a big pay-per-view? Yeah, for sure. This would be one that would make sense for them. To and, 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 and it would and, come back from. Yeah, and it would, like, continue this story because I don't think this story is, is over. You know, there's two kind of many moving parts and different crisscrossing sure. feuds there um, for it to just completely be untangled. So, yeah. Um, speaking of context and intrigue. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. MJF versus Wardlow. Yeah. As always, hottest angle on the show, MJF. Um, the stipulations here, if Wardlow wins, he'll be granted his release from his contract with MJF. And if MJF wins, Wardlow will be permanently banned from signing with AEW. Right. What did you think of the uh, the whole cage match deal and everything to open off Dynamite this week? It was very Shane McMahon WWE, but I mean that in a good way. <laughs> like it, you know, like 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 that's who MJF reminded me out there. You know, it is yeah. like you know, like he reminded me of like a WWE Shane McMahon ref, kind of yeah. out there just goofing around and strutting and stuff <laughs> like that. And then you know, Wardlow ultimately won, did the whole power bomb fest. Um, yeah, you know, I, I thought that was, you know, like I said, it reminded me of that, that sort of attitude era, Shane McMahon kind of shenanigans yeah. a lot. Yeah, I thought it was very well done. Um, yeah. I thought they were going to go the route, uh, like you knew MJF was going to get taken out at some point. Obviously, right. Wardlow was going to win this. Um, I thought they would go the routes. So they did this over the edge 98. It was a dude love versus Stone Cold match where uh -huh. Vince was the special referee. Right. And obviously, so against Stone Cold. So it's like, oh my gosh, how is Austin going to so, win? This and match? so is this building up the um, Survivor Series, you know, to the it's man? It's probably a handful of months prior. But okay. So, but, 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 so that was man, Mick Folius, the dude love character building his relationship with Vince McMahon too. Correct. Like to yeah. like so he was building that relationship with Vince he McMahon. He was kind of the corporate he was kind of corporate dude love at the time. But yeah, he, but he kind of did it via different characters. It wasn't yes. just, you know, one character. Yeah, yeah it Correct. was all sort of on the same trajectory. That's neat. So the way they did that was Vince was knocked out at one point and Austin grabbed Vince's hand and yeah. counted the one, two, three. So yeah. that's what I thought they were going to do last night. Uh but yeah, it was all well done. This is a tough. I mean, yeah, I agree. logic logic dictates that Wardlow wins. Um, but again, you can you can weasel your way out of that stipulation of him being banned from signing with AEW. So, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, yeah, you could have like Tony Khan come out, especially since MJF's been saying, "I'll go to WWE." Mm -hmm. You know, if you want Tony Khan to start getting involved in the story, that's like a pretty great end for him. Yeah. Um, I still think MJF, if we're going to – like, he's on this title trajectory, I think, almost damn near objectively. And I think he needs to reach his lowest point. And I think this is an would be an important sort of – it could either be the lowest point or, like, pretty damn close to it. Yep. It's tough, man. I've been thinking about it a lot. This and the main event are both very tough to pick. I'm going to go with Wardlow. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll just go with that. Um, you know, it's and I the think, safer pick. Yeah, um, and, and, and I almost think like, what if Wardlow wins kind of dirty? You know, what yeah. if like, you know, someone like, throw, like maybe Spears turns on or like, you know, like that would work really well, too. If you got like someone like Spears or, you know, someone to kind of like make MJF or um, lose or like help Wardlow win. 
and like he would be him, alone. Yeah, give him point. give him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, I think that, I, I that, could see it. Yeah, so th- th- I don't know. I'll go with Wardlow. I think there's too much bad blood between Spears and Wardlow and the accountability thing that uh-huh. they would go that route. But I get, I get, and the thinking there, and I see it could happen. Um, yeah, my head says Wardlow. My heart says MJF because you know we've talked plenty before. Like MJF, while he has been carrying the show largely, doesn't get a lot of wins in well, these he, big matches, and he ultimately is going to need to take an L to Wardlow. Like, like I, I, I feel like his story. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like his story cannot like function without a loss to Wardlow. Yeah. And, and I mean, they could happen. go the route of MJF finds a way to win and, you know, Tony Khan or whomever, they give him a second chance and then Wardlow gets his win. But yeah, it's like, do we ultimately want MJF to come out the winner? Hmm. You know, if he wins, if he loses now, if MJF loses now, then what? You know, I don't know if he has much of a gripe against Wardlow. Right. And then, I mean, he can, he can try. So I'm picking MJF, damn it. Um, you know, again, I, I think Wardlow would probably win. Like if I'm truly like gun to my head, but right. you know what? I want to pick MJF because I, he needs wins. And I yes. think there's a, there, there's a lot left in the tank for this feud as great as it's been you could keep this going throughout the summer and, you know, however you want to use, cause Wardlow would still be under his command, so to speak. So you could still have him mistreating Wardlow and whatnot. And then, you know, somehow, some way you find a way to get him the other match. So sure, I'm going with the MJF, but yeah, it's going to be fucking great. Okay. So yeah, this is the one we don't know our opponent, but with the finals of the Owen Hart cup women's tournament, We've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus the winner of Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander this Friday on Rampage. First of all, pick your winner of that match, and then secondly, who wins uh, the cup? I think it's probably Statlander. You know, I think she's got more to prove. We've seen Ruby Soho fight uh, Britt Baker a ton during Britt's title reign. I don't think we need to go through that again. Also remind me, what, what, what do you get if you win the Owen Hart Cup? Do you get a title match? You know, I'm not even sure if they've specifically said anything. But there I has mean, to be some sort of like in story prize. It's not just a trophy. Probably, you know? but yeah, they yeah, haven't. Yeah. They have not specifically said the winner gets a title shot or what. Like it might just be pride for now and right, a trophy. Yeah. But in like knowing that whoever wins this is going to get a push in some way, shape, or yes. form. But yeah, I don't think there's any tangible stakes to it. Yeah, and um, I think Statlander wins, and I think she beats Britt Baker. You know, I I don't think Britt Baker needs that at all. I think you know I the winner of the match on Rampage will win um, the Owen Hart Cup. I am in total agreement with you. I'm picking Chris Statlander to beat Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander to beat Britt Baker. Another reason is she's been undergoing like a character change here recently. You know, she's kind of splintered off from the best friend. She's gotten a new look um they're kind of leaning more into like her power as they should because she's such a unique talent right you know she's just so big and strong and they just don't let her showcase that too much so in the match with red velvet last week who's tiny like chris was just chucking her around it's like she looked like a badass so totally agree uh brit doesn't need it she should have lost to tony storm this week i was kind of pissed off about that I just didn't think that was necessary for Britt to be in the finals. Me neither. You know, one part of me, I'm going to spoil my pick. I think Adam Cole's going to win. You know, could they have Britt and Cole 
both win and they kind of do this power couple thing, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I feel like that would be the only way it would make sense. Well, um, they've, teased, they've teased, not teased, they've had her and Cole together on screen a handful of times, but not significantly. Sorry, you've got a point. Well, I hope they've learned their lesson from the last power couple who is not anywhere near this card. Like, seriously, though, like, like you know, like, I feel like they have to be. And I couldn't be happier for it. They have to be a little shook to be like, okay, we, I mean, obviously, I think Sammy and Ty forced their hand by actually deciding to date. Yes. And the circumstances surrounding their... The I think Britt and Cole are just so much more likable. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fans at large. And even as a couple, they haven't done anything annoying. They've I guess been you could together do, forever. And I guess you could do a power couples match where Britt and Cole whoop their ass. But, yeah. like, you got to be careful. And I'm sure And I'm sure they're like, hey, like, you know, we could do this. But remember last time we did it? It was terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, and again... So. I'm not, that's why I'm not picking Brit, but it just hit me like, okay, that could at least make sense if yeah. they wanted to go that route. Yeah. But yeah, so our men's, I just gave my pick, but oh. Samo, your boy Mimosa Joe versus yeah. Adam Cole. I'll also pick Cole. I mean, you know, I think, yeah. uh, I mean, he's lost a lot of your big matches here that aren't like team matches. And like, you know, like this guy's going to be around here for a long time. This guy's probably yeah. going to win the title at some point. You know, he and if and if he's going to be someone like that, he needs to win matches like this against more of your journeyman, you know, long term Mimosa Joe. I think this should be an awesome match. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. I don't they referenced on commentary during the O'Reilly Joe match, which I also loved, especially oh, the end. Yeah, they got yeah, great. Joe um, fucking like, you know. Like there is no getting that choke. I love the choke out because you have O'Reilly kind of trying to get his arm, trying to get his arm, and then he just passed out. Oh yeah, like and he was like foaming out the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever Joe had it, it's like yeah, there's you're not getting. And it was pretty immediate when like once his it was a counter. It like like it was a counter like move. So yeah, that that match was great. This match is going to be great. But I was going to say I would assume they squared off at some point because they mentioned that O'Reilly and Joe had wrestled once in 2015 in Ring of Honor. Okay, I need to look that up, but it's definitely a fresh matchup. Um, Yeah, Cole. I think Cole's going to win. You know, Joe's already got this feud with Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh and all that that's been simmering and going on. And yeah, Cole needs the win and to go on to bigger and better things. But, um, you know, he's had two shots at the title already. So I don't think that's coming anytime soon. But we need to build up Adam Cole as, you know, more of a unit on this roster. So, oh, yeah. 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 Adam Cole. Uh, baby. So we've got three matches left. Um, the AEW World Tag Team Championship. With Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defending against Ricky Stocks and Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. So, Leah, let me just take a second and say, where the fuck is FTR? Huh? God damn it! No, I, I, love, I love all these teams, and they're all deserving of being on there. But you have by far the hottest tag team on the roster, not only not in this match, not on the card. Not on the buy-in. Cockamamie. Where the fuck are they? Yeah, and I think, you know, a big part of that casts a shadow over this match and its outcome. You know, without that shadow, I would say, yeah, you know what? It's Team Taz's time, and I'm going to be rooting for him. But Hell yeah. I, I don't think they're going to win because I don't think, like, it, you know, like like FTR is not going to sit on the sidelines during another lengthy tag team reign. Um, even though it would be heels, you know, taking yep. it off faces, it would make a lot of sense, which like last time we had a face face, it was, you know, Lucha Bros giving it to Jurassic Express. Um, 
Yep. But yeah, like I, I just don't think FTR is going to bide their time that long for a team Taz title reign because that's going to be good TV. That's going to be Taz getting out there fucking doing his thing and it's going to be fun and it's going to be an explosive and they're going to want to milk that story and all that entertainment for, for quite some time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, based upon that, which is unfortunate, I think yeah, Jurassic Express will win. When they've been teasing Christian potentially turning on Jungle Boy, if they lose here, that could happen here. I think whenever they lose, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, they've been planting enough seeds of that that it's going to happen. But, yeah, this is another really tough one to pick. Um, you know, Swerve and Lee, have, you know, they've been very fun as a tag team. They've had their issues with Team Taz. That's the only reason they're in this match is their issues with Team Taz. So they haven't even really had any contact with the tag champs well swerve did cost jungle boy that match yeah yeah, 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 yeah. they did yeah. and then they had the three-way match which was a ton of fun sure, yeah um and keith lee he's just a wide-ass motherfucker did <laughs> like, you see him he makes powerhouse hobbs look small he does yeah it's insane um fuck yeah i don't know i'm taking team taz damn it i'm gonna yeah. take him um Again, I think smart money that, might. That, that, that's who I'm cheering for. Yeah, smart yeah. money might be on the Jurassic Express, but yeah, I, I, you know they've had a solid reign. It's not been great, but nope. it's been good. Um, and I think it does make more sense for FTR to take the titles off heels. You know, it could be a shorter reign. Um, FTR's first reign was like only two and a half months, well, and, and we and haven't dis- had a short one since then. Yeah, so. and the disappointing thing was like it, you know. The Jurassic Express reign, I feel like, exists for the sole purpose of further legitimizing Jungle Boy to give him a title. Yeah, you know, I think that was that's like you know priority. I think he's a future TNT champ. First, he is. He is, and and I think that that was very transparent. And I think part of that was what made their uh, what is currently making their title reign lackluster. So yeah, like I said, I'll I'll bet the smart money, but I'm cheering for Team Tess. Yes. Yeah, so you, this and the MJF Wardlow, you've got the smart money. I've got the heart money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So our AEW women's championship, which has had almost no build, nope. uh, Thunder Rosa defending against Serena Deeb. Um, I just tout myself real quick. I just finished, I think it's published now another article for the Sportster. And the title was something like, I didn't come up with the title, but it was like AEW's biggest flaw lately has been the booking of their babyface champions. Yeah. So we're going to get into these two. So like uh, Thunder Rosa finally gets the triumph, beats Britt Baker in the cage in her hometown. Since then, someone tweeted that prior to this week, she had only been on television less than 20 minutes wow. since winning the title. And part of that was probably like the 10 minute match she had with Nyla Rose when she exactly, defended yeah. it. Other than that, remember her first appearance, she got interrupted by Vicky and Nyla. They did the dumbass cake thing backstage. Yeah. They had their match. And then now that since Serena Deeb, I know you missed last week, like she won. I don't even remember who she beat to become the number one contender. Then she like did a promo last week where promos are not her strength. She's an awesome wrestler, but I think she did an okay job, but she was like ripping on Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. who's apparently Thunder Rosa's mentor. Wow. And I had no idea about that. How would any, like they haven't presented yeah. that on screen in any way. Exactly. So like, that's what this feud is built on uh-huh. is <laughs> Thunder Rosa's alleged mentor getting shit talked by Serena D. That's it. <laughs> now, 
throw that aside, I think this will be an awesome. Oh yeah, match. I, th- I think it will be too. Yeah, um, but I'm it- getting to the point now. Like I've, you know, I have given AEW a lot of like breaks, if you will, for me as a fan, and I love the wrestling, and it's always great. And read my article, even though it was tightened to 750 words. I've got a lot to say, but do better in booking these champions, put them on screen more, give them time to talk. Don't put hangman on the commentary table. He's not good at it. Let him cut a promo, let them cut fiery promos, be on TV. Anywho, Thunder Rosa wins in what will be a great match, but tell a damn story. Yeah. We talked about it in the lead up to this. Like we were a month away and we had nothing. And yeah. now, again, I think this is going to be a great show and this will be a great match. But these two, Thunder Rosa and Hangman, and I've talked about Hangman a lot. Um, I don't know. They just uh, they don't feel like champions. They don't no. feel like the most important part of the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, especially compared to especially Hangman compared to Kenny Omega's reign. And and Britt, too. And Britt, like, yeah. Britt was heavily featured. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I go, I'll go with Thunder Rosa, too. Um, but... I mean, Serena Deeb's just a little bit more, you know, has had more fun matches, obviously. Um, She's been like, we haven't seen Thunder Rosa much lately. That's the thing. But yeah. So, okay. Main event AEW World Championship. Hangman, Adam Page defending and CM Punk. A true dream match, I think. Uh, Definitely one I mentioned a year ago. Never in a million, never in a trillion years could have saw happening. My favorite current guy against one of my favorites of the past. Um, again, very unpredictable. The build has been meh, okay. It's been a little better lately. What do you think of Hangman's promo this week, by the way? It was pretty good. You know, and like, it, yeah. CM Punk made good points, though. He's like, you're talking in circles. Like, what? what oh, yeah. You're well, not well, answering well, my question. Well, well, whenever he was like, I don't respect you, it's like, bullshit, you do. Yeah, like, like, like you know, like like you like idolize this guy, and it would be way better to take the MJF route, which unfortunately MJF went that route and did it way better than Hangman. Yeah, um, on the microphone will ever do. I think um, the best promo of this was a few weeks ago when yeah. he came out and said, "I'm going to destroy CM Punk." And the way that promo was awesome, I thought last night's was pretty good. Like he showed that fire. He's been really good at that. But, yeah, he wasn't answering the question. No. Uh, Punk was very calm. And he did kind of get to it at the end, like, I'm defending AEW from you. But it took so long. And he was kind of talking in circles. But, you know, the way he – the performance was good. Exactly. Um, but, man, yeah, I know we've already – in the past, we had kind of – we had talked about this. I mean, what, three weeks ago, I think you picked CM – or you picked Hangman – I picked CM Punk. Um, has your position changed? Or are you still rocking with the hanger? CM Punk. Ooh, what makes you switch? I don't know. I just have a feeling. I just, yeah. I, I, like, I just have a feeling that, yeah, like, Hangman's story, like, they've invested so much into it. But I don't think, like, in this title run, it's really built toward anywhere. I don't think, like, your anxious Mm-mm. millennial cowboy, that, that, that characterization has evolved. Yeah, so that's yeah, what but, I, I said in the article. And, and, too. And, 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 and I think how that character evolves is CM Punk wins. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. as I've said, the matches in Hangman's Reign have been amazing. You know, the two Danielson are some of the best matches the company's ever seen. 
you know, all the wrestling has been great. And I think he has now reached an elite level of in-ring wrestling. Right. Like he is amongst the cream of the crop now. And, and, and and it's incredible. I never thought he would be this good. Yeah. And let's think about CM Punk's age, you know, like, like giving him the title earlier rather yeah. than later. Cause like, how old is he? 40 something? Like 43, I think. 43. Okay. So it just makes more sense. I'd like to give him the title kind of, you know, like, obviously he's like, Close to near the end of his prime, like give it to him then. Don't wait until he's 47. Yeah. You know, like, you and know, it does, it feel, it, it's just hard. It's so much harder to book out the future of this world title since Punk, Danielson, and Cole all arrived. Like, I'd done exercises just in my head prior to all that and like thinking I had a pretty good idea of how it was going to go. But once you throw the, those three legitimate superstars into the mix, it's a hell of a lot tougher. Um, again, I'm going to be cheering my heart out for Hangman as much as I love CM Punk. But yeah, as I said last time, I think it's just time for the change, and I think CM Punk's going to win. Um, yeah, I agree. I kind of hope he goes heel in the process because he's such a damn good heel, and we've seen glimpses of it here. Um, well, well yeah. I mean, what better way to turn you heel than to beat Hangman? I yeah. mean, you know, there's no better opponent to beat, you know, like that, that would turn you heel. For sure. Yeah. So there's our card. Um, yeah, again, it's going to be great. They're always great. But, yeah, I think just the level of excitement for this is a little lower than the past few. Um, but, yeah, any uh, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap her up? Yeah, it should be. You know, it, this doesn't have a lot of story context. Like, this may be, like, the least plot-matchy show. Um, <laughs> like, 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 it's not plot-matchy at all. That's both a praise and a criticism. But... <laughs> You know, I still think there's good context, but I think it's, you know, not within kayfabe. It's sort of more in uh, in a historical lens um, with some of these matches. And yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes with that. Yeah. One note I meant to bring up earlier that Tony Khan has come out and said, like, if the Celtics heat game goes to game seven, they're going to be going up against it head to head. And that he would wait for the end of that game to start the main event. Wow. So how that's going to work. I don't, maybe they have this Darby Kyle O'Reilly match on hold. Yeah. I know there's also been, you know, the whole fucking Sammy and Ty against Scorpio and Paige Van Sant. That's kind of in the can. Well, you know what I need to do, right? I need to ask AEW Twitter. What happens if it goes into overtime? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fun stuff. Back to yeah. the old BBB live. Yes. Uh, the first one we did, but yes. uh yeah, so it's going to be a long show probably. Um, but yeah, I'm ex- you know, I'm still excited. I love this shit. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. Um, but yeah, go Hangman. Bye. Bye. See you in either tomorrow or Saturday. <laughs>